Welcome to the Heal Here podcast. I'm your host, Kate Flick, AKA Oracle Lightworker. I'm a Holy Fire 3 Karuna Reiki master teacher and Akashic Records reader. I also happen to be a Gemini, don't judge, a 5-1 emotional manifester and empowered empath. I am literally obsessed with helping you heal and showing you that you are your own best healer. Join me here where we will explore different techniques and modalities and where I will share personal experiences and channel guidance to help support you as you move along the spiritual and healing path. I am so glad you're here. Okay, I could listen to this. <laughs> I kind of want to listen to this whole song. Okay, I'll be back in like two minutes, okay? Uh, I'll be back. No, just joking. Um, hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the Heal Here podcast. Uh, I can't believe this is the first time I've done Backstreet Boys. Like, how is that even possible that I haven't done BSB for spiritual karaoke up until today? I just can't even believe it. And the reason it's in my head is due to one of the questions that somebody asked me on my Instagram story. So anyhow, anyhow we will talk about it. Uh, how are you doing? How is your day or your morning or your night going? I hope it is going well. I am sitting in my little hidey hole in my basement with my red light, my near infrared light on my face, and I'm home alone. And it's night. It's literally, it feels, it literally feels like it's midnight. I just looked at the clock. It's 7.10 p.m. And it feels like it's midnight because it's so freaking dark out. But yeah, I'm sitting here by myself. This is a very rare occurrence that there would be no one home on, on a night like this. My husband is working and... My daughters are both at friends' houses because there is no school today. And yeah, this is really strange. And I've, I don't think I've ever recorded in the evening. I'm a morning person. I don't like to do much in the evenings at all. My brain uh, gets a little foggy, foggier than usual. So bear with me. Although I'm feeling energized right now. I got I had to drive my daughter to a friend's house and I picked up a decaf coffee at Tim's. And I think I've mentioned this before, but caffeine affects me like crazy. And there is a bit of caffeine in decaf. So I am like leaving the, my daughter's friend's house. And before I left the driveway, I'm like Googling, like how much caffeine is in a cup of decaf coffee? Like, am I going to be able to sleep tonight? Anyway, I just felt like I needed a sort of pick me up to be able to, do this episode, but I'm feeling very energized. So maybe I won't be sleeping tonight. So this episode's probably not going to be super long because I am going to have to record it and then edit it and get it out for tomorrow morning. And I'm not going to be late, a little bit late like I was last week. I need to get it, get it out there for the early risers. So yeah, so we'll see where it takes us, see where these questions take us. I did put a question box on my Instagram stories. I was going to put an email out. Uh, didn't get around to that. This week has been insane. It's been so freaking busy. Um, how are you doing? How are you managing? Last week destroyed me, leveled me. I should probably do a podcast episode on that. But this week, the energy was lighter for me personally, a little bit, but just super busy. And it was also exciting, like super exciting because I was in my Akashic Records and in my business as Akashic Records and I had some crazy occurrences, some crazy information coming through to me for my next offering and I'm honestly so excited about it, like so excited about it, so excited to share 
uh, it with you. I don't know if I, I don't know. I may mention it today. I haven't decided yet. We'll see if it comes out or not, but stay tuned because yeah, this is, it's, I mean, it's some, it's not surprising to me in some ways, but it kind of, it took me by surprise, the information that came through and how everything connects and yeah. Anyway, sorry, I'm that annoying person who's like talking about, Oh, I have a surprise, but I'm not going to tell you. I just, I will when it feels right, hopefully soon, I'm hoping to release it pretty soon. So stay tuned. Be sure that you're on my newsletter list on my email list and you can join that through my link in bio. But yeah, I'm super pumped, but yeah, busy week, but a little bit later than last week, which is good. So sorry, all over the place. Are you new here? (laughs) If you are new here, welcome to my brain where I sometimes don't finish sentences and I like to go off on many divergent paths. <sighs> okay, where was I? Yes, today's episode. So after two awesome interviews with my two last amazing guests, I am here with a solo episode and I thought, you know, what am I going to talk about? I had a couple ideas and then I was just like, you know what, I'm going to put it out there, see if there are any questions. And I did, I got, how many questions did I get? Sorry, I'm just, I had it on my Instagram here. I think I had seven questions and I don't know that I'll get to all of them today. So if I don't, then I'll have to do a Q&A part two. And I said, when I put it out on Instagram, I said, ask me anything. It could be about my personal life. It could be about Reiki, the Akashic records, you know, spiritual business, whatever, whatever you feel guided to ask, ask away. So let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yes, seven questions. So I'll get to as many as I can today while keeping this fairly short. And I promise that I will get to the rest of the questions on another episode. Okay, I'm gonna start with this one because as a segue from the spiritual karaoke with the BSB, this is, I think, the only non kind of healing spiritual question (laughs) is this this person asked more than one question they said lastly what is your favorite bsb song and who is your fave okay i'm not sure if i mentioned this i think i must have mentioned this before about my favorite but nick carter was my favorite i you know i don't know was it the blonde hair i have no idea the blonde bowl cut back in 1996 that did me in i'm not sure but i i'm not as much of a nick fan i don't well i guess at the concerts i was pretty vocal i i just think there's been some recent allegations and i just even when he shows up on instagram on his lives live um, if he ever does lives and things, there's something off with his energy now. So I just feel like maybe we're not in alignment anymore. <laughs> maybe I can't use Mrs. Nick Carter as my MSM messenger, uh, name anymore. I wouldn't be able to, because we're not, <laughs> it's not in energetic alignment, but yeah, that was my name. Um, yeah. So Nick was my favorite. If I had to pick a favorite now, well, you've seen my, have you seen my picture with Howie D. Um, yeah, I really, of course, <laughs> I'm so proud of myself for that picture. Not proud of myself, but I love that picture. Um, if you haven't seen it, message me and I will post it again. <laughs> I like to post it at every opportunity possible. Um, maybe I'd pick Howie D. No, I don't know. I like Brian. Hmm. Yeah, you know what, AJ, I'm liking them all. Kevin, he was just the older, mature guy. I don't know. Not sure what I think about Kevin, but I don't know that I'm a Nick girl anymore. Is anybody else in the same boat? Like, do you, did you like Nick as like, I don't know, a young, a young woman? And now as you've matured, you're, you're not into Nick anymore. Let me know. Anyhow, so Nick was my favorite. And if we're talking about favorite songs, I would have to say, I mean, I love them all. If you knew me or know me, especially knew me in university, you would know that 
I'm so obsessed. Actually, it's funny. I, I've been helping coaching the university team, uh, where I live and the announcer is the same announcer that announced when I was a player at the university playing basketball and he, he came up and he remembered from like the warm up mixtape that I forget what year it was in, but everybody was like, I think the very first song, like on the mixtape, whatever year that came out in anyway. And I, I think I probably kept, I, I feel like I tended to make most of the mixed CDs for warm up. I was tasked with that and always had to be a Backstreet Boy. It was usually everybody was on there. And he said he was putting, gonna play everybody and play Backstreet Boys for me during like the musical, like if they had the little musical interludes or whatever during like one of the first games um, when I was back on the bench. Anyway, he remembered. That's how I was known. I was known as a BSB girl. It's kind of embarrassing actually. Okay, I digress. So wait, favorite song. So everybody, yeah, that was pump up song for university sports. But I would say my top two are Shape of My Heart. Are you familiar with that? From the Black and Blue album, Shape of My Heart. And I would say I Want It That Way. I forget which. Is that Millennium? Maybe. I want it. Well, that's what I just sang, right? Um, I'm trying to think what would be another one that would be my, hmm, larger than life's pretty good. That the millennium album was like friggin' full of bangers and actually black and blue was as well. Did I tell you that I watched, I was in Boston and I saw Backstreet Boys on the second last show before AJ went into rehab and then. I don't know if they canceled the tour after that or if they toured without them. I'll have to Google that. But another claim to fame, which is not even a claim to fame. I remember going around telling people, yeah, I saw AJ's second last show before he went into rehab. Not the last, not the last show, the second last show before he went into rehab. Anyhow, again, I digress. Thank you for the question. (laughs) Thank you for the question. You know that I always like to talk about BSB when I have the chance. Okay, where am I going to go next with this? Okay, here's the next question. How did it feel to go in the records for the first time? Also, did your old friends think it did your old friends think it's weird or do Yeah, did your old friends think it's weird? Okay, so you know what? And and I've talked to different people about their first experiences in the records, but being totally honest, my first time in the records, it wasn't like fireworks and crazy and like super memorable or it wasn't an out-of-body experience or anything like that. And I think some people have had that experience, but for me, it was... It, it really didn't feel like anything, okay? Like, and the way I went into the records first is that I opened the records and I just started to do automatic writing. I started to just write and I just kind of made that rule that I need to keep my pen going across the page. And then, you know, just started writing. But then information kind of started coming through And I had a sense that this information wasn't coming from me. It wasn't coming from my head. It was coming from somewhere else. Mind you, the ego will come in and and doubt will come in and try to convince you that, no, this is, you're making this up. Like you're not saying this, but then there would be just words that were, that I was writing on the page that I normally wouldn't use and like the phrasing of things that wasn't mine that made me realize that this information wasn't coming from my head. It was coming from somewhere else. And to be honest, it takes time for most people to really feel comfortable in the records, really start to trust in the records. And that's why it's important to 
practice this. It's a practice going into the records and some people go in and are full of doubt and they're doubting themselves and not trusting what's coming through. And so it's a practice. It's more of a practice of developing self-trust and just allowing what needs to come in to come in. And like sometimes for people, it takes a while for even anything to come in. And I really think it depends on how you receive information. Some people feel a rush of energy through their body. And have I felt that before in the records? Yes. I, I remember my earlier days of reading, I would have, I could feel, especially depending on who I was working with, like my client, um, like I would get these crazy rushes of energy. I channeled through information that brought me to tears, like just very intense um, experiences or energy coming through my body. But that's not the norm. And it's definitely not the norm for me now. I don't feel a lot of energy at all in my body when I'm in the records. I, I, I don't. But again, it's different for everyone. So to answer the question, my first experience in the records wasn't overly memorable because I can't really pinpoint, like it's not like, oh, I remember that day so clearly. Like I went in the records and my whole life changed. My whole life 100% has changed since I started going the records. Everything has changed, <laughs> like in a crazy way. And I do attribute you know, a lot of that to the Akashic Records and Reiki, but I can't remember that, you know, that first experience with detail. I would have it, you know what? I have it. I should go back and find it. I have, I've kept all my notebooks and I have the first, I'll have to go back and look. I'm not going to do it tonight. People, it's late. It's like 727. This is getting up on my bedtime. The sauna is heating, heating up upstairs for me, for this granny. Um, but I can find, I'm going to, I'll go look and find this notebook and see if I can see what I wrote on my first time in the records and report back. I actually think my first time in the records, I went in for my mother because one of the reasons I was drawn to the, I don't know that it was the reason, but it's the thing that kind of motivated me to spend time in the records every day was getting messages from my mom who was sick with stage four cancer at the time. So I would be going into her records with permission and just channeling information for her and guidance for her. So when I think about it, I don't know that I was even going in my own records in the beginning. I think I was going in my mom's first and then eventually I kind of started to go in my own and then started to read for other people. Okay. And the second part of that question is, did your old friends or do your old friends think it's weird? To be honest, a lot of people don't know I do this. I started the Oracle Lightworker account before the pandemic and I didn't put my personal name on the account. I just wanted a space where I could post like card pulls and post things about spirituality because I, that was what I was interested in. And I didn't have a lot of people in my life who were interested in the same things. So, you know, I started out with <laughs> no followers and I didn't tell anybody, maybe like one person or two people, like, like under five people in the beginning about this account. Like I didn't, wasn't telling anybody about this account and I wanted to remain very anonymous because I wasn't out of the spiritual closet. <laughs> so this account was really important for me during my spiritual awakening because it allowed me to talk about the things that I, that I was interested in and post these little card pulls and it just made me feel good. And I obviously don't have a huge following now, but I feel like I have put my kind of heart and soul into this account and just feel like I grew it just follower by follower. And I didn't advertise this account on my other personal accounts. Like I had at the time, I had so many more 
you know, I had zero followers on this Instagram account. And then my personal Instagram account, I had over a thousand or something. And I did not try to promote this account there. I wanted to keep it very separate because I guess I just wasn't comfortable. I didn't want, it felt sacred. The spiritual life felt really sacred to me and I wanted to keep it protected and I didn't want to be judged. And I didn't, I didn't want people in my everyday life, I guess, to know about this. I just wanted to find like-minded individuals who weren't going to judge me and who were open and who were interested in the same things as me. So yeah, I had this other account and then my Facebook, I forget what year that was, a couple of years ago, got hacked and disabled. I still can't get into it. I've mentioned this before. And I still can't access all my kids' albums of photos that I have no idea where they are. I had like a million albums. I was like that annoying Facebook person with like trip to the mall and take 50 photos. And in like 2008, here's my trip to, I don't know what, you know what I mean? Do you go, are you somebody, are you my age? (laughs) Are you in your forties? And do you have a bunch of albums in Facebook? Like from earlier, from the earlier days of Facebook. Anyhow, I would love to get those albums back, but I'm happy that I'm disconnected from the the Facebook, my personal Facebook, because it wasn't in alignment for me on, I really feel it wasn't an energetic alignment. I think that's why I got hacked. Like, I think that that was meant to happen because it would have been hard for me to shut down my account. I digress. So a lot of my friends, I don't like, I know a lot of my friends don't know about Oracle Lightworker. Some may, but have never brought it up to me. Most of my friends don't even know of a podcast, to be honest, like unless they're on, again, I have like, it's like that past life where, you know, and great friends, great people, but we don't have that in common. And I'm not going to try to force spirituality or any of these, like, I feel like it would be pretty out there. You know, they know, they know that I've, you know, my friends know that I'm not teaching. I'm working my business in a spiritual business, but they don't really, you know, it's not something that most of my friends are interested in. So it just doesn't, it doesn't really come up. So yeah, I don't even know that a lot of them know I have a podcast. I know a, like a couple of my really close friends know I have a podcast, but there's a lot of people, especially my friends from university that would probably have no clue. So, and that's why I like the podcast. Cause I feel like it's my little sacred space. I feel like I can speak openly and looking at my statistics, you know, more than half of my listeners are in the States and I have you know, all there's people listening from all over and I feel like there are not as many in Canada. So I just always feel like I'm not talking to people who know me, which (laughs) makes it a little bit easier because I'd rather, uh, it just feels safer sometimes to share with strangers. Does that make sense to anybody? (laughs) Anyway, to answer that question, Yeah, probably my friends from university probably think it's weird. They've never said anything to me. It doesn't really come up. I do know when I am in situations, like if I was at school when I was still teaching or coaching basketball or whatever, and if I've ever brought up Reiki or even in conversation, I tell people, they assume I'm teaching. I say, I'm not teaching right now. I'm on a leave. I'm working on my, on a bit, like I'm, have a business. I just keep it at that a business. And some people keep moving on in the conversation. Some people ask, what's your business? And I just usually say, Oh, I, I do Reiki or I teach Reiki. And I would say 95% of people just get a weird look on their face and don't, <laughs> it look almost, Oh, like caught off guard, maybe uncomfortable and like either change the subject or, you know, just, yeah, change the subject. I do have the rare person who will ask more questions, but for the most part, I feel like just in the places I am and, you know, I live in a small place when I bring this up, anything but Reiki energy healing, I don't even say Akashic records. Cause I think that would really throw people for a loop. <laughs> 
And if they knew about my mediumship um, sessions that I've done and my experiences connecting with people from the other side, I'm sure I get some really interesting looks. But yeah. So the question is, I think a lot of people probably think I'm weird around here, but you don't think I'm weird, right? You're listening to me. (laughs) You're my people. So thank you for listening and making me feel less weird. I love being weird. So whatever, it's all good. Okay. Next question. This person asks, what books do you recommend? Okay. And I'm not sure I'm assuming spiritual books or healing books in general. So, hmm, I would say one of the go-to books that comes through in the Kashuk Records to recommend to people. And so when I'm doing a session, you get Reiki and I go into your Kashuk Records and there's guidance that's channeling through. And that's why it's important for me to read a lot or expose myself to a lot of different ideas, a lot of different books, because things that are in my awareness, like in within the records, they will use my points of reference to help other people. And it's funny. I remember like in the beginning of my spiritual journey, buying like every spiritual book, like so many books, like anything on personal development, like angels, like spirituality, like everything. I would just buy everything. And sometimes I would read a chapter. Sometimes I read a few pages. Sometimes I would read cover to cover, but I tend to more read chunks of books. And I just knew that I would never, I could never give these books away. Like if I read fiction, I could care less, but I knew it was important for me to keep these books. And it's becoming clear why, because in my, in my sessions, the book will come into my awareness that I have to recommend to someone. And, or sometimes I'll be called to go to that book and, and find information. Or sometimes I randomly pick up a book like the morning, you know, I have a session in the morning when I'm drinking my matcha, I'm randomly guided to my bookshelf to find a book that I read a couple of years ago. I open it up and I'm reading something and then something comes through in the records in my reading. So these books are very important to me in, in the work that I do. And yeah, I love how spirit, how in the Akashic records, they use these books, um, and refer to these books to help other people. Okay. So I still didn't answer the question. What are my, what books would I recommend? So the number one recommended, most recommended book that comes through in the records is how to do the work by the holistic psychologist or Dr. Nicole LaPera. I do find that in Akashic sessions, the Kasha Greggy sessions, um, that people will come in. A common theme is around dysfunction within the family. Oftentimes people aren't even aware of the dysfunction. There are dysfunctional patterns. There's oftentimes central nervous system dysregulation. Um, and this book is just a great starting point for someone on the healing path. Okay. And you know, boundaries, like she covers, so much in this book and it's really helped me and it resonates. So that is definitely a great book to start with. If you are on the healing path, another great book for someone who's starting out on kind of like the spiritual path is light is the new black by Rebecca Campbell, a guide to answering your soul's callings and working your light. I love this book. If you are a light worker, um, this is just, I don't know. It's just such a good book. You can come back to all of her books. I'm obsessed with all of Rebecca Campbell's books, the way she writes them, you could open it up and just read it from the middle of the book. It's just these little bite size, like almost like two page sections or chapters, easy to read. And especially if you're like me, I, am somebody who doesn't read fiction because I will start to read and then I'll fall asleep. And then the next day I have to reread again and I forget the storyline. That's why I love nonfiction. I love learning, but also it's just easier. I feel like for my brain to take in is nonfiction. And so with hers, it's bite-sized 
these bite-sized pieces and I don't know, I love the way that she writes and it always resonates so much and also highly recommend her other books, Rise, Sister Rise, A Guide to Unleashing the Wise Wild Woman Within. It's such an important book. And as well, I don't have it in front of me. It's upstairs somewhere is Letters to a Starseed. Okay. So if you're somebody who identifies as a starseed or if even just me talking about it kind of makes you interested a little bit, oh, Letters to a Starseed sounds interesting. You probably are a starseed. And I would definitely recommend reading that book. It is so, so good. Another good book is Deepak Chopra's The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success, A Practical Guide to the Fulfillment of Your Dreams. And that's a short read, an easy read as well. And it has the different laws in it. So the law of least effort, the law of intention and desire, like this is the law of pure potentiality. Like this is a book that actually I think I am going to reread again tonight. Like I read it a while ago, but it's a really quick read. And I know Jason, my husband, loved loved that book as well. Also a big fan of Wayne Dyer, The Power of Intention. Um, his work is amazing. Jason is a big Wayne Dyer fan. My mom was a huge Wayne Dyer fan. I also have so many recommendations. If anybody wants recommendations for sober, curious books, <laughs> let me know. I think I gave actually a bunch of recommendations on my uh, po- post on my podcast episode about my sobriety journey. So if you go back, if you're new here, if you are new here, you can go back and listen to that episode. If you're thinking about giving up alcohol or if you are sober and you know, you want to listen, I always listen to podcast episodes when I stopped drinking, like in, in my early days, I wanted to binge all, I wasn't binging alcohol. I was binging all the sober, uh, curious podcast because I just felt like it was really motivating for me. And so I read all the quit lit possible. So if you need, if you need some quit lit suggestions, I'll hook you up. But one book that really stuck with me was called Madly Chasing Peace, How I Went to Hell to Happy in Nine Minutes a Day. And the author is uh, Dina Proctor. And so she came up with the three by three method for meditation. I think she came up with it. Anyway, she talks about it in the book. And this is how I started meditating is I did her three minute, her three by three meditation. So three minutes, you set your watch, you do a three minute meditation three times a day. And doing that literally transformed her life. And it really transformed mine too. It's what really got me um, interested in, meditation and helped me build that meditation routine or practice. And she is somebody who had addiction issues with alcohol. Like she was very low, like she was planning to take her life and I don't want to give the whole book away, but this like meditation changed her life. If you're somebody who, you know, if you are struggling with addiction or, you know, I, I wasn't struggling with addiction, but, um, alcohol was having a very negative impact on my life and my mental health. And I really sought out these books because they just helped me see the consequences of drinking and how, you know, it was ruining people's lives. And I, I really loved reading about how people, overcame their addiction or stopped drinking and how their lives changed after that. And that was really motivating to me. So I ha- I've read so many books uh, kind of on the same theme. So would highly recommend this book, especially if you're somebody who is thinking about quitting alcohol or if you're, you've already quit and you need some motivation and you're also interested in meditation and mindfulness. It's a really inspiring book and it's a really fast read. Okay. I said this was going to be a short one. It's already at 37 minutes. I guess I was wrong. Um, you know what? This I'm just going to piggyback the next question on this one because um, we're talking about books. The question is, what are your recommended books for starting the Akashic Records research and learning? Um, so, you know what? I have another, and then I have another one on books as well, 
which I'll get to both of them. So the first books I read were How to Read the Akashic Records by Linda Howe. And her other book, what, which is called Discover Your Soul's Path Through the Akashic Records, Taking Your Life from Ordinary to Extraordinary. So I just heard about the Akashic Records, came into my awareness. I immediately went and ordered two books online. I don't remember how it came into my awareness, but when something comes into my awareness, again, I have one in my profile. I'm the investigator. I need to research the absolute shit out of it. Excuse my language. And so I did that and I read the first book, her first book, um, the, just how to read the Akashic records. I didn't read it cover to cover. I just started reading some of it. And to be honest, the other book about discovering your soul's path, I probably only read a few pages out of that. I don't even, I didn't really read that very much. So for me, I would, recommend the just her I think it's one of her first books how to read the Kashuk records it's like an orangey orangey orangish colored cover and I again I didn't read it cover to cover I basically just went in skimmed it and and found the prayer the path kind of I don't know if it's called the pathway prayer and to open the Akashic records and that's kind of mostly what I wanted from the book is okay get, let me you know, tell me how to get into these records and I'm going to open them and see what happens, see what comes through. So I did that for a while using the pathway prayer. And then Ashley Wood came into my awareness and then I took her course, how to read the Akashic records. And so that was kind of my journey. And now, <laughs> now I feel like I'm segueing into my exciting news. Wasn't planning on telling it today, but I guess this is a little sneak peek for the podcast fam. Um, so this week, what came to me through the Akashic Records is that I'm supposed to be teaching the Akashic Records. And I was shown how my frequency, the bridge that I received, how long ago was that? I can't remember now. It was at least a year ago, right? Uh, if For the OGs, if you go back and listen to my podcast called The Bridge. Anyhow, it all connected. It all, the information that came through this week blew my mind. And I, and they showed me how this frequency was needed and how I need to attune students to it and teach in the Akashic Records using this frequency, The Bridge. And so... Yeah, I received lots of information. I received my own prayer to use. Anyway, it was it's been a crazy week, people. It's been a crazy, it's been a crazy week in the Akashic Records. And so yeah, so that's uh, again, I was not planning on I wasn't planning on saying this today. I kind of wanted to make an official announcement. I won't be saying anything on Instagram. I don't think until I officially release it, but you heard it here first. <laughs> if you're interested in learning how to read the Akashic records, I am working on a course and it just came flying through this week. So it will be offered in 2024, but I will be hopefully offering pre-sale very soon at a, a discounted, a very discounted rate on a pre pre-sale. So if you are interested in the records and you want to learn from me, and this is, this is a very unique training because I will be attuning you to this frequency, giving you the symbol and as well, in addition to, to teaching you how to open the Akashic records for yourself, for others, Okay. And so you'll learn all about the Akashic records, what they can be used for, how to interpret the information. There's going to be pre-recorded content as well as right now, two live calls. Um, and you will have the opportunity for, for Q and a, we'll be doing some healing experiences to prepare ourselves because there needs to be some healing done and clearing done to help um, prepare you to enter the records. And yeah, so 
I'm very excited. <laughs> it's a bit crazy because it all came through this week and it wasn't even on my radar to be doing this course. Um, I, I always had in the back of my mind, but I didn't think I'd be doing it anytime soon, but I was in the records and there, they had other plans. So stay tuned for that. But if you are interested in learning more about them and just reading up on it, maybe you want to just read a book and that's how you want to learn. You can definitely do that. I started with Linda Howe. And I think there are other books, like I know Edgar Casey is someone you might want to check out. Um, but yeah, so those are the books that I would recommend. I, again, they're the only books that I've read on the Akashic Records and I haven't read a lot, a lot of them, but they're a good introduction. So another question about books is, it says, Pleiades and Starseeds, any advice on books or articles that are trustworthy? Okay. Well, trustworthy, I mean, I think when you read it, there will be a resonance. When I read information, um, anytime I re I've read any books about starseeds or Palladian, specifically Palladian starseeds, I feel such a resonance. Like I, the information, the messages just connect with me deeply and so my favorite book that I've read cover to cover and probably cover to cover twice and then picking out pieces is uh, Bringers of the Dawn by Deborah Marcianic. And again, I should probably try to, I'll see if I've, I don't know if I'll have time to link all these in the show notes. I'll try to link some of them, but Barbara Marcianic is, and I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, but and I believe she has passed. Um, she is, you know, very well-known um, channeler of Palladian energy. And her book, I've only read this book. I need to read, she has more books. And I know I have to read more of her work. But just The Bringers of the Dawn just resonates so deeply. Another book that I am reading actually right now that is... Um, on the top of my stack on my bedside table is the Palladian workbook, Awakening Your Divine Ka by Amara Kuan Yin. And this book is interesting because there's information. And, uh, as I open it to page 139, they're just talking about the importance of being in present time, present time or be here now consciousness. Do you remember whenever I kept channeling through be here now? I'm like, why do I keep hearing be here now? And that has been such a theme, I feel like for 2023 is like the importance of being here now, being grounded in your body on the physical plane, despite, you know, wanting to feel, feeling like you want to escape with what's going on in the world or escape your emotions, escape yourself. It's like, be here now. Okay. Be in the present moment. Um, sorry, I was flipping through and I just saw that, but there's, a lot of information about how to prepare for light work. Like if you are a light worker, if you identify as Palladian, like just different clearing techniques and things, um, that are going to be helpful for you as you move forward in your work. And I've, this book is super interesting. I haven't been doing the exercises. I'm just reading first and I'd like to go back and do the exercises. I wish they had, I don't know, an audio with some of these things because a lot of them are kind of some guided meditations and I just loved, and maybe they do if, if they do let me know, cause I haven't seen it, but I'd love to just have that in my ears to guide me. But this, she wrote this, her, she has a friend and I, I don't want to spend too much time looking for this, but she has a friend who wrote a book that she feels like, um, should be read kind of in conjunction with this book. Like this is the workbook of like what you need to do. And her friend wrote the book, kind of like the precursor to this book. Okay, I'm gonna pause it just so I can find this information. Okay, I found it. Her friend's name is Barbara Hand Clo. And the book that she wrote was called The Palladian Agenda, A New Cosmology for the Age of Light. And so she wrote that and this book is kind of almost like a companion book. Like they were both kind of, t I think told that, or maybe it was 
Amora was told that she was writing this book as a compliment to Barbara Hand Clove's book. And so you might want to look up Barbara Hand Clove, but also Amora, A-M-O-R-A-H, Kuan Yin. Anyway, if you're interested in Palladians, Palladian energy, I really, I, I like this book, but I would really highly recommend Bringers of the New Dawn by Barbara Marcianic and maybe check out some of her other books because they are on my list of of books that I need to read. Okay, I need to get to these. I think there's just two more here. Um, and I'll try to get through these pretty quickly. Um, would love to hear about readings that surprised you if you were free to talk about them. So there have been so many things that have surprised me in the records. And now I'm just not surprised anymore because of the information that can come through. Um, I'm trying to think of, uh, something that's, that really blew my mind was, uh, I have a client who is a young boy who's four years old and I've been working with him probably for the last year. And actually I'd asked permission from his mom to talk about his story on on the podcast and share some of the wisdom from like from this child and from his sessions. And she said, yes, of course. Um, but yeah, like just to briefly, maybe this is going to be another podcast episode is this young boy has an autism diagnosis and just like the information I he has kind of given me through these sessions. Like he is, is quite nonverbal, but like feel like he communicates just very openly with me. And I guess, you know what, this isn't, I guess this is just a Reiki session because I don't go into the Akashic records for anyone under the age of 18. So this is more of like during my Reiki session with him. Um, but it's like when we are in this Reiki session, he shows me so much. He tells me so much and like, and I'm also shown so much about his situation and just seeing how these children, um, who have a diagnosis of autism, their important role in the ascension of the planet right now in the evolution of our human consciousness. Like they are the, I wouldn't say the light bring Well, they are the light bringers, but they're like the light holders. Like they, like this young boy. And I'd like to work with more children who have this diagnosis so I can see if this is, you know, across the board. I think it is, but like, particularly with him, I have been shown that like he is holding higher frequencies. He's like a, a beacon of light. Like he's holding higher frequencies for the planet. And it's like, it feels like such a noble, a noble like job, like to incarnate at this time and know that you are incarnating with these you know, challenges like the sensitivities he has, um, living on this earthly plane, but like how important he is, um, in the ascension of our planet. And he has, he has brought me to tears. His energy has brought me to tears more than once during his sessions. I have been overcome with emotion connecting to his energy and just, just, I can't even put it into words. It's like almost like I could feel his purpose and, and how great it is. And just also how many people who had a diagnosis, um, a similar diagnosis, how they are overlooked in society, how they are maybe disrespected or maybe not acknowledged. Like, just like they, these children, these people are so important and they have such an important role to play in 
the evolution of human consciousness and this move from 3D to 5D. It's it's beyond words, really, beyond comprehension. And that being working with him has been eye-opening and really profound for me. And I just anytime I've had sessions with him, I've felt extreme gratitude to be in his energy, to be connected to his frequency and just deep, deep reverence, just deep reverence, so much respect and just feel so honored to have been able to connect with him. So I don't know if that, yeah, I don't know if that's like the biggest surprise is learning kind of information about you know, people who have a diagnosis of autism and their purpose. And a lot of these children are, you know, these are star seats. Like they're, they're coming here and finding it very difficult to navigate the earthly plane. It's very overwhelming, like sensory overload. And yeah, I just feel so grateful that they have come here to help us in this way. And yeah, so that's been surprising and just so interesting and fascinating for me um, working with that particular child. And his mother is amazing. She took Reiki training so that she can support him and being attuned to Reiki and just her becoming more familiar with energetics and energy like that's so important because I was shown and told that like his first language is energy like sometimes if you know somebody has a diagnosis of autism and they're nonverbal, you know for him it's like yeah well he speaks energy first like that's his first language is energy so it's important for his parents to be energetically literate anyhow very fascinating stuff I have so many more things that have surprised me and some crazy stories about sessions, but I don't know, maybe I'll have to, I'm, I'm looking, I'm at 55 minutes and I still have to edit this. So maybe for, save those for another day. Um, okay. The last question is how have you changed since starting this work? How have I changed? Um, I've changed in every <laughs> every way like how have i not changed i i've i've just completely i'm a completely different person i think and i i see how i wore a mask for so many years and i see i now see through my own personal healing work and helping others i just see how much conditioning we all carry with us from our childhoods from society and like how that conditioning prevents us from seeing, you know, who we really are prevents us from connecting with our authentic selves. And I thought I knew who I was and I had no idea. I'm so different from who I thought I was for all these years. And I was playing a part for a lot of years. I was showing up as I, you know, in a ways that I thought would please other people and there had, you know, had to be a lot of unlearning and I'm still in the process of unlearning. I still slip back into old ways of being and I'm reminded of that all the time. Like, uh, okay, you're slipping back into those old patterns. Like it's, you, you know, better than this. I would say the biggest change for me is that now I have faith before I didn't believe in anything. <laughs> I didn't have faith. And that caused me to have a lot of anxiety because I didn't feel like there was a higher power. I didn't f understand anything about spirit, universal intelligence, like the divine. I didn't believe. I, I just didn't believe in anything because I had been, I had become disillusioned from my religious upbringing. And that pushed me away from having faith and from believing in a higher power. 
And that's been one of the greatest gifts is having my faith restored. And that's enabled me to surrender more, you know, in my life and to release control because I don't feel like I need to control things like I once did. I would have so much anxiety and worry about certain things happening. And now I am able to trust um, that there is a divine plan, okay? That there are things happening behind the scenes and everything that's happening in my life and even the hardest things, the lowest moments, I understand now that these are coming to me, coming on my path for my growth and my evolution. And that has been such a gift to be able to view life in this way and to live my life in this way. And of course, as I said before, do I have moments where I forget this, where I feel unsupported, where I feel alone, where I feel like the world is against me? Of course, of course I have those moments, but usually I am able to remind myself and bring myself back to a place of faith where I have faith and I'm able to surrender and know that I'm being taken care of, that I'm being looked after. So that's probably the biggest change for me is that I have faith <laughs> and I'm not trying to control everything and micromanage <laughs> the universe. <laughs> I know that the universe has my back and I know that I have the support of my spiritual team and that is so comforting. So comforting because for so many years I felt like I was doing it alone <laughs> and felt very, yeah, afraid. Afraid to live, I think. So that's one thing I'm very grateful for is that renewal of my faith and my understanding of how the universe works. Okay. So we're at 59 minutes and 54 seconds. Okay. This is supposed to be a 30 minute podcast. Maybe I will, maybe I will divide this into two parts. Should I, if you see this for 30 minutes, maybe I just went back and decided to, to, uh, divide it into two. We will see here. I'm tempted to not edit this and put it out. Not that I really edit much in the podcast, but I like to listen through and then I can make the show notes up from listening through. Uh, I'm tired, guys. It's 8.30. This is way past. I should be in bed right now. Oh, yes. And I forgot to tell you, I am offering a group healing experience on Sunday, this Sunday, November 19th at 3 p.m. Atlantic. So what is that? 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1 p.m. Central Standard Standard Time, and what would that be? 11? 11, 12. Yeah, 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Double check that on my Instagram, or I'll be attaching information in an email today um, if you're on my email list. And there's also... Uh, a link below in the show notes. So if you would like to join this Reiki experience, we're doing the ocean of holy love. This is a beautiful, comforting, soothing experience where there's all different frequencies and colors. And it's just, I feel like it's needed <laughs> right now. Um, I'd love to have you join. It's a starts with a guided visualization I take you into, and then you receive the Reiki healing. Everyone receives an individual healing within the container. And then afterwards I will, um, share with you the guidance from the Akashic records. I channel through when you are in, in the healing experience. And there's an opportunity if anybody wants to, to, to kind of share what came up for them, you don't have to, you can leave your cameras off if you want. It's a very low risk healing experience and I always enjoy doing them. So yeah, if you're guided, if you're guided to come, you're feeling the nudge, we would love to have you join us and there will be a replay available and you receive the healing whenever you watch it. Reiki is not bound by space or time. So we'll send out the replay the next day and it's pretty cost effective healing opportunity. It's $18 Canadian, which is roughly 13 American. So 
we would love to have you click the link in bio if you're interested. No, click the link in the show notes if you're interested. And yeah, okay, I am like out of it right now. Uh, I need to log off. I don't think the decaf affected me, so that's good because I'm just feeling a bit out of it. So thank you for listening. Thank you for the, everybody who submitted the questions. I'll do this again. If it's if if people like doing the Q&A episode, it's kind of fun um, for me to answer these questions. So thanks again for everybody who submitted and I hope you have a great rest of your day and I will see you here next week. Same place, same-ish time. Bye.